You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Welcome to The Bridge Podcast, a podcast focused on stories of resiliency and change. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College, and I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Michael Fedor, who serves as the vice president of advancement and strategic initiatives at Central Penn College, and he's also the chief strategy officer for the college. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Michael. In his role as vice president, he manages 29 employees in five key departments, admissions, center for career services, college relations, communications, and strategic services. Prior to joining Central Penn earlier this year, Michael founded Bull Moose Works, a full-service consultancy that specialized in fostering positive, intentional culture, building capacity, and creating impactful change for organizations. He has more than two decades' experience in business consulting, fundraising, community engagement, and education. Michael holds a master's degree in human resources and employment relations and a bachelor's degree in secondary education, English, and community. Communications, both from Pennsylvania State University. Today's episode will focus on the different initiatives Michael has launched at Central Penn College and what the focus is for 2021. It is my pleasure to welcome Michael to this episode of The Bridge. Welcome to the Bridge Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. Now, you've been at the college officially for eight months as the Vice President for Advancement and Strategic Initiatives. That's all it's been, eight months. It's only been eight months, but you and I actually had a chance to work together before this. That's right. You were you were hired by the college to work with us on our strategic plan, and I want to welcome you to the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's really exciting, and to be one of the guests early on the show that we helped to conceive. So, Well, it helps me dust off some of my old uh, radio practices. Yeah, that's good. good <laughs> so practice. it's someone that I know. So, so I'm a guinea pig. A little bit. That's good. A little bit. Um, so prior to you being hired, the college did not have a full advancement office. And you oversee the Office of Advancement and Strategic Initiatives. So talk a little bit about what the role of an advancement office is at a college. Yeah. You know, advancement offices are traditionally about advancing or moving forward the college mm-hmm. in the community. And it's about uh, trying to align the college's day-to-day operations with whatever strategic planning documents exist. So that's, you know, fundamentally we helped write a strategic plan together, right? So the Office of Advancement now takes that plan and executes it. And then you have a lot of times where Offices of Advancement are also a fundraising arm, development Mm -hmm. arm for for a school. Uh, And in this case, we're doing that as well. And we're starting to stand that up in the long term. So that's very exciting. And we're also a really, really cool opportunity here to be working with alumni in the Advancement Office. So that's another interesting component. Not every Advancement Office has it, but we found a way here to kind of connect all those pieces together. So, And we're going to talk a l- about that in a little bit. I want to hear first, what's your vision for the advancement office at our college? It's, I don't know if it's my vision. It's more like your vision, right? You're the president. <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, definitely being inspired by your vision and thinking about how we carry this college forward right. in its next iteration, its next generation. Um, I think we, we fundamentally are all about our relationships here. Mm-hmm. How do we make sure people know about this school Make sure that people are excited about what we're up to. It's kind of the, one of those best kept secrets. We hear that all the time. I know. You know people just don't think that we're here in Somerdale. Um, so for me, it's about how do we cultivate more relationships for our college in the community. I think that the second thing we have to do that's a priority for the office is just make the college more effective in its communications, sure. in its strategic work, to think bigger picture and further down the road. 
uh, while everyone else is kind of thinking about, you know, today, our office is thinking about next month. <laughs> which we which we need. And it's very easy to get caught up in what do you have to do today or what your reaction is to something. And you're helping us think more, you know, what are we going to do in one, two, five, ten years? And I think that's why you added strategic initiatives to exactly. the name of the office, exactly. to think longer term. So Good. Well, in our structure at Central Penn, it's a little bit different than traditional advancement offices. Like you said, other colleges, their advancement office is mainly focused on fundraising. Tell our listeners about the five departments that are part of the advancement office and why, as you and I really started to create this, why do we think they go to well together and, and what are the offices and how do they interact? Yeah, we, you know, we started to talk about this like continuum of growth here, right? And, and the way a college grows is first and foremost by taking good care of its alumni, mm-hmm. making sure the alumni are invested in this long-term vision, that they come back to campus often. A lot of schools do that through homecoming, just like we do. Sure. Um, but for us, that first office, that excuse me, that first department, college relations, mm-hmm. is all about cultivating those relationships with alumni. So, college relations department is doing that out, outreach. It's doing that cultivation, that event planning, some of the donor development work that also comes with pretty traditional advancement offices. We then have the admissions department in our office, which is all about trying to make sure that we grow this college's enrollment term to term, year to year, Mm -hmm. and continue to ensure the next class is being recruited effectively. We have some pretty exciting majors, uh, certificates here being developed at the school. So our Department of Admissions is about trying to find the right people who are a good match and are looking to grow their careers and by by attending Central Penn. And it's about that relationship again. It is. And how, how does the admissions department make that relationship? And a lot of them can come from our alumni introducing us to people and sending us people that we know will be a perfect fit for our family. I think that's where the light bulb went on for us is that, you know, we we have some great admissions counselors at the school, but a lot of times some of our best recruiters are our alumni. 100%. They can tell that story. That's right. How did this college change their life? How did that degree or certificate improve their chances for that promotion or got them that new job or that career change they were after? That's why I think it's really important that we connect, we connect those two pieces of our operation together. Um, we have uh, a Department of Communications, you know, pretty common for advancement offices yes. to have some role in external comms. Our office is, is taking both internal comms and external comms together under one umbrella. So we're thinking carefully how we communicate across the college, the tools we use to do that, as well as how do we nurture our digital presence, our marketing programs, our advertising, our print, all of those pieces right. come into play there. We have the office, the Department of Career Services actually a center now, and we have a, a dean that's running that program and um, traditionally was only focused on building the you know, career skills or the professional development skills right. of our students. Now we're taking a look at how can we take that one step further, make that center available for our alumni who might be in a job search switching right. jobs. Uh, so the Center for Career Services really is, an, is a fantastic part of what we do and unique. Not a lot of schools have a career services center as part of that undergraduate or graduate experience. So the fact that we've right. got it here, it also helps us connect the dot for those continuing ed students that make up a significant portion of our population. We're thinking from day one, how can we help them with their resume, with their job search skills? That's right. So that's that's part of the connection here for advancement. And our dean um, of career services is Steve Hassinger, who a lot of our alum probably know Steve. And and what I love that he does for our students, 
he'll have networking events on campus. He'll have, um, you know, employee searches on our campus where people can start to get together and form those relationships while they're studying and making those connections, landing internships that often turn into careers. So making it part of this office seemed very natural. Yeah. And the last uh, department we have is strategic services. It's a newer one that Mm -hmm. we created. And it's we're still, I think, devising what its mission will be, but it is really coming into its own in terms of a data analytics uh, portion of what we do. Data is so important mm-hmm. to making strategic decisions. Uh, so we're taking a look at a lot of data as it relates to our admissions processes, our external communication programs, our effectiveness of our marketing programs, and the Strategic Services Office is also helping me with that one project near and dear to my heart, which is that strategic plan, making sure that we're executing it, we're staying on plan, we're staying on schedule. And, uh, you know, I'm always finding a way to get back and reading that document often. I want to talk to you about that document for a minute, because you actually helped the college write our strategic plan. And I was just on a call with a group of college presidents the other day, and we sort of do this round robin, and we go around and we talk about what we're doing at our colleges. And um, one of the college presidents said, and we're about to get ready and start our strategic planning. And thank goodness we didn't do it last year because we would have had to throw the whole thing out. And I actually laughed a little bit because we wrote our plan in the fall of 2019 and our kickoff was January of 2020. And our task forces started meeting and doing their work in February 2020. And then COVID hits. Yeah. And we go completely remote. We basically hit every single objective in 2020, minus a couple of them. And I want to ask you, what do you attribute that to? How were we able to stay on track? Um, I really go back to the process you helped to design at the start when you were looking to hire a firm to do a strategic planning process with you. You talked a lot about wanting to have um, some works, some work group sessions, a lot of feedback from the campus community, the staff community, the student community. Right. I think that we really designed and wrote a plan together that was, in its essence, able to weather whatever storm came, whether that was going to be financial hardship or enrollment declines or a global pandemic. <laughs> and so <laughs> We didn't quite predict that, but no, we but, were able to pivot. Yeah, and I think that um, we also wrote our objectives, I think, in a way that demonstrated flexibility. I think that's so essential so that they were not written based on, well, if it's nice weather in April, then the plan will work. But if it rains, we're done. I think we absolutely have a plan that's flexible and I believe highly relevant for the full five years. I think we'll definitely want to take a look at it in year three and see if we want to do some adjustments or maybe ramp up those later four, year four, year five. But I'm I'm so proud of that document. I think it is a great standard for this organization going forward. I do too, and I and I want you to be able to help out some of these other organizations that are looking to do strategic planning right now because this is a very strange time to start that process. And you have a way of sort of seeing the future. We joke about it, but but you were able to. I am from the future. That's yeah, what I, I keep know. telling you say people. Say it all the time. Don't don't say that. <laughs> um, but uh, but what I want to and I think it's flexibility is the absolute key and why we were able to be able to get so much done because we didn't lock ourselves into something so specific. We let yeah. we left room for flexibility. So tell some of these organizations how do they motivate employees to continue working on something so instrumental and critical to an organization when they're remote and not in physical contact with their colleagues? And even starting this kind of process, it's critical that they do it because the organization can't become stale. 
But how do you motivate people to want to be part of that plan? Boy, that's that's a really great question. I was <laughs> you're trying to stump me, I think. But you know, listen, I think it comes back to having strong leadership. You really have to have people who are leading your departments and your offices who engender uh, a care and an empathy for the people they work with, and so that every single day is not just about the task at hand, but it's about the people who are accomplishing yeah. them. Yeah. And I think if you have leaders who are about people, then the work will get done. People will be motivated by it. I think at the end of the day, this pandemic and these remote work assignments are putting new challenges on leaders that they have never, right. ever had to navigate before. Like, how do you keep tabs on people when you only see them on camera? It's so tough. You have the mise-en-scene now. You do, whatever I choose to show you is what you know about me yeah. now. And yeah. if you know, I want to hide that I'm stressed out, or if I want to hide that my you know, kids are having a hard time at school... You're not going to see that because I'm only going to show you what's on camera. You're That's not right. walking into my office and seeing me upset about things and saying, oh, what's going on? How are you? You, do, you just don't get to see that. So almost you have to engineer opportunities to allow people to let their guard down and tell you a little bit about what's going on in their lives. And I think we do a good job of that here. We try to mix the fun with the work and exactly. stay, stay on top of everybody. Yeah, keeping that excitement and engagement Something that you, that everyone is is part of remotely is difficult, but you're right. You have to be intentional, yeah, and and do it even if you're not feeling it. You know, you have to be a model. Absolutely, and I think we talk about that. Um, you know, wearing the mantle of leadership, and sometimes when you do that, when you put that the mantle of leadership on, you kind of have to put those own personal needs aside for a moment right. and really think about well, what are the others who are are looking to me today? What's what's on their mind? I got to put their needs first. If they think that it's all about me and my bad day, boy, I'm never going to get them to to get off the bench and get done what needs to get done. So, if if folks are out there trying to write a plan right now, number one, they should hire our college to write it for them. I think we should <laughs> definitely put those services <laughs> Listen, out there. Listen, you have a long list of things to do that we're about to get to. We can hire more people. Come on, we'll write, we'll write plans <laughs> right, for other yeah, schools. We'll think about that. But the other thing is, I think just you know, really, you know, taking a step back, taking a breather, saying, you know, where are our people truly at? How right. are they dealing with this right. circumstance? It's not over by any stretch of the imagination, nor is the end near. It's the end of the middle, maybe. Right. Sure. So we still have a long way to go. We have to devise some real strategies for resilience to get through the next few months. Which you know is something I love to talk about, and we'll continue. We'll yeah. continue to do that. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This episode will continue in a moment, but first... We all know that affording college can be a challenge. Since 2004, the Central Penn College Education Foundation has been working to help students at Central Penn invest in their futures with scholarships and support. Through the generous support of foundations and individuals like you, Central Penn College Education Foundation continues to impact the lives of today's students at the college. During the holiday season, our Rise and Shine campaign has kicked off to invite you to join that story. Check out www.centralpen.edu slash education-foundation to make your pledge now to support funding student scholarships at Central Penn. Together, we can help these students rise to achieve their goals and shine in their careers.
I do want to hear about some of the initiatives in the advancement office that you launched this year. And there's there's quite a bit. So if you could tell our listeners, what are some of the things you're really proud of in 2020? Well, it's, it's exciting. Just, you know, setting up an office at all, right? That's not an easy thing to do and to, you know, conceptualize yeah. its mission and its right. work within an organization, especially an organization with 135-year history. That's no small accomplishment by any stretch of the imagination. I think we were also truly proud of getting some of the enrichment classes together that we did. Uh, this was an oppor- this was a, a, a initiative that you and I discussed back in the spring. Early on, right? when the pandemic first hit. When we did that, um, we did the podcast, we did the, some interviews with some of our faculty, right? Right. Doug Fisher and... Um, Jack Babinchek. Jack Babinchek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about um, how do you innovate, how do you keep people fresh, especially if they're suddenly remote, have never been remote before, and you said, hey, why don't we, you know, open some of our courses up to members of the community? So we did that. We did that through an enrichment course prospect. We had like 500 people sign up in the first round. In in 12 hours. Yeah. I think that was the part that was astonishing was how much of a need at the beginning of this pandemic, people were thirsty for content. And yeah. so we were ready to help. Yes. And so we actually had to dial it back a little bit because we, we could not meet the demand. It was, it was 500 was way more than we thought about. But um, that that certainly was a win. That was an exciting opportunity. We actually went, tried to become very responsive to the needs of the community as well. So um, we worked together to devise some non-credit courses. We looked at a telehealth course. Right. That was suddenly uh, a hot topic in um, April, May, yep. June. Organizations trying to stand up telehealth and seeing, you know, 3,000% increases in telehealth visits and scheduled visits while people could not leave their homes. Right. So we set up a course here at Central Penn to teach people how to implement telehealth, what it was, how do you navigate it, what are the levels of telehealth mm-hmm. and telemedicine. So proud of that. And we have another non-credit course that's launching in 2021, personal training. So that's another exciting opportunity. You can sure. check that out on our website. Now we're getting into some more um, you know, credit opportunities in certificates, professional certificate uh, training opportunities. These are short-term learning opportunities. And uh, you know, our office has worked with the Academic Affairs Office here to brainstorm, to look at what is the market in this region truly not only need right now, but going to need the next five, ten exactly. years. Looking at you know, Department of Labor statistics and market projections and seeing that Obviously, healthcare is going to be a major, you know, growth market for a lot of reasons, especially in central Pennsylvania. Right. Logistics, marketing, communications, business management, entrepreneurship, all areas where our, our college excels in, yeah. in its programming. The challenge is people may not have two or three years to wait to build a credential through a degree. They may have nine months. And so these professional certificate opportunities are 18 credits. You take, you take six credits a term here at Central Penn. We're four terms a year. In nine months, you're out of here with your professional certificate. You're credentialed. You're able to go on and pursue that next the next opportunity. Let's see what else. Um, corporate ed. Probably my most favorite thing that we did this year that's come out of our strategic plan. Well, it's, the, it's probably what I am most excited about. That and the certificates that you just mentioned that help people get back on their feet or make career changes or, or start their their credentials for the first time, get a certificate, and then maybe think about an associate's degree. But the corporate education program is something I think you should be really proud of what you've been able to get off the ground. Well, thanks. Not just me. My whole team has really worked yeah, hard. But they have. So, you know, to, in a nutshell, you know, we want to take the power of higher ed and we want to move it off our campus and in the workplace. And we want to do it at a pace, on a schedule, 
in a manner that is reflective of the true needs of the employers in our region. So we're not just saying, well, come here and enroll in our programs and your employees will get better because of it. In corporate education programming, we're sitting and listening to employers and hearing what their needs are specifically, then turning around trying to design a fully customized program in terms of length, duration, scope, um, that will meet the needs that the company has and its employees have. Um, with some great partners that have already signed up and some more that are looking right now. And, you know, we're really finding there's a lot of need in motivation of employees, leadership in the workplace, supervisory skills, soft skills, communication skills. A lot of customer service we're hearing. uh, Critical thinking, customer service. These are things that, um, you know, organizations probably don't have strong training capacity on because they take some, some expertise beyond just the workplace. An employer can teach their employees how to make the widgets and how to complete the processes that are specific to the employer. But when it comes to these big picture things they need internally in their HR department to accomplish that type of training, that's where we step in. That's where we're their partner. We're looking to be right there alongside them and make those programs take off. Yeah. And I think what what has been remarkable, the, the organizations we've met with how they take such an interest in their employees. And this region, they just want their employees to excel. They want their employees to start with them. They want them to stay with them. And so they're investing. And if people are interested, if someone's out there and they're listening and they're in an HR department or they are a CEO or a vice president and they think that this is something they'd like to pursue, who should they reach out to? Well, they can reach out to the advancement office. They can they can call me directly. Uh, we have a section on our website, advancement office, and there's a little uh, section there on corporate education. Just you know, take a look. You know, write us an interest uh, email, and we will definitely follow up. In fact, uh, half of the organizations we're talking to, they approached us. You know, they they just knew that there was a need, and they weren't sure how to fill it. And uh, before we could even like knock on their door, they were knocking on ours once they learned this is something we were up to. So there's maybe two other things I'd point out. One is this podcast. Really exciting um, to get this off the ground. You know, we're uh, working with a college president with a a, a communications media background, (laughs) was a radio personality at the early start of her career. So it was like, why aren't we doing some more media? And I think the real need here is we have to be creative about communicating this college's mission, its impact. It doesn't just have to be TV commercials or website right. posts. Right. And people are like super hungry for content right now. Mm-hmm. You and I both talk about this all the time. All the time. There's like nothing right new out there. I love no. movies in the theater. Those are not around. People want 30 minutes where they can kind of escape, learn something new. So exactly. we're in that space now. We're doing it in a great way. And we're offering you know, some of our partners opportunities to sponsor this podcast, advertise on it. That's more ways that we're trying to help the community expand its reach. And then we just wrapped up a new initiative. This comes back to our philanthropic mission in the advancement office. It was called Combat Hunger. This was mm-hmm. our this was our 2020 program to try to give back, and we'll be doing these every single year. Central Penn College Gives Back is the name of the program going forward. And we raised over $7,000 to address food insecurity in, in Central Pennsylvania. Amazing. We, it, well, I'm so so excited and proud, right? This was an initiative that was funded by our students, faculty, staff, alumni, fans, community partners. Everyone's just chipping in $10 here, $20 there, some canned goods. We, we collected more than 3,000 non-perishables, and they are going to benefit 10 uh, local food banks and food pantries. And, you know, we talked about the need for this, Linda, early on, right? That Oh, big time. Our students, um, they themselves face food insecurity. 
depending upon the background they come from or their lives outside of campus. It's a big problem with college students in general. Yeah. And it was one of the reasons you and I met, right? We were talking. That's what we met. That's why we met, because you reached out about our food pantry. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the uh, housing scholarship. The That's t- right. The two issues, you know, it's like, this is very innovative. This college president is super innovative. Let me find out what else she's working on. I'd like to learn more. And well... The rest is history. I I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I do I do want to give a little shout out. See, not everyone can see the third person who's here with us, but we have a producer, and our producer is Professor Paul Miller. And and actually, Professor Miller's been part of a lot of these initiatives as well. Combat Hunger. He's been part of the philanthropic initiative. He's been part of this podcast and helping us produce it. So shout out, Paul yeah. Miller. Love Paul. <laughs> he does applause. have a thumbs up. You can't see him, but yes. well, we we know that he hears us. But I think it's so true about this whole campus. It's a it's a small community, but it's close knit. It's like a family here, and people are really you know they got each other's back. And I'm, yeah. we've been successful in all of these initiatives that I've just rattled off because the people who work here, the people who go to school here, or the people who used to are so so committed to Central Penn, and they want to work so hard for its success. So. I'm excited for what 2021 is going to bring. I am too. And and we're going to wrap up this first segment. But I do want to say thank you for everything that you're bringing to the college. And, and to wrap up the segment, I am curious, with COVID hopefully under control sometime in 2021, let's say that this vaccine is distributed and it's under control, maybe by summer, by fall, we're able to be out more. What will that mean for the Advancement Office in terms of events, relationship building, programming? We're going to throw one heck of a homecoming <laughs> party, that's for sure. Oh, man. Um, our office will be really championing a Harvest Fest, uh, which is a you know staple here at the college, and trying to innovate in some other um, you know, events and opportunities. I think 2021, most people are going to be so starved for close, intentional, fun interaction that those are the things that are going to excel in 2021 festivals concerts so advancement office is going to be doing a lot of those things and trying to reimagine some of them too like homecoming of the last 10 years has been great but what's going to be the next 10 years of homecoming we're going to start some new traditions here and we're excited about them well, that is really exciting. And I'm glad that you said Central Penn feels like a family. I will tell you, you know, I've worked at another college. I have a lot of colleagues in higher education. I don't think that anyone compares to our faculty and staff. And I don't say that lightly. I, I truly mean it. These are people who care so deeply about the students that we serve and each other. And they have been supportive of, of the new initiatives and the things that we're doing. And I'm, I'm really proud to be part of this organization, yes. too. Agreed. So welcome. Next time when we come back, we are going to talk about a little bit more about the college and some of your predictions for 2021. But we're also going to talk about resilience, your personal resilience, innovation in business. And we look forward to the next time we see you. Okay, I look forward to being back. Thank you for listening to The Bridge Podcast. Did you know that Central Penn College is a career-focused college offering professional certifications as well as degrees in high-demand occupations? That's right. Central Penn College offers associates, bachelor's, and master's degrees and a variety of programs targeted to land you that promotion or new career path post-graduation. And get this, 90.6% of recent graduates report working in their field of study or continuing their education within one year of graduation. 90.6%. 
To learn more about Central Penn College and our career-focused programs, visit us online at www.centralpenn.edu. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of The Bridge Podcast. 